Thank you, Miss Janice. All right, back to Hebrews chapter number 10 tonight. Uh, Hebrews chapter number 10. If you have a pen, have that ready. We'll write down quite a few different verses uh, this evening. And uh, I honestly <clears throat> could stay in this passage of Scripture um, all year long, and I don't want to do that. Uh, and so I do want to make a little bit of uh, headway tonight by uh, way of uh, this passage, uh, but I do want to give uh, some other uh, verses uh, surrounding it, but we'll read our text tonight and uh, invite you to stand with me this evening, I'll let you stretch, uh, and uh, <clears throat> as we turn to that passage of Scripture in Hebrews chapter number 10, we'll back up in reading, uh, beginning in verse number 19. The Bible says, "...having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which He hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, His flesh. And having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for He is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Heavenly Father, I pray again that you bless us this evening, please, in Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. Uh, so we've spent quite a bit of time already in these verses, and especially in this idea of considering uh, one another. Um, as we live our life uh, as a Christian, um, the Bible uh, tells us that we're ambassadors. It's a pilgrimage. It's a life that we live. It's a vapor life. Um, God gives us much instruction as we go through it, uh, but it's not something that we're to live in isolation. Um, I enjoy uh, myself, I personally enjoy uh, solitude. Uh, the video is up. You just got a notification like I did on my, on my thing, so that's working. Thank you for uh, working that out. Um, we're not to live uh, a life uh, of isolation as a Christian. Uh, no secret agents, uh, all of that, and be thinking about one another, uh, as the Bible says, loving, preferring. And there are a lot of verses, and these are some of the ones that I want just to kind of give you in passing. I'll read some of them. I'll give you the references to other, others. But the Bible is full of verses that teach us to not just worry about ourselves, uh, but to encourage um, each other uh, in the Lord. Um, I've read some of these recently, 1 Thessalonians 5.11. The Bible says, Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also uh, ye do. Um, the times that we live in right now uh, are they're difficult times. Um, we're in you know uh, kind of new new areas for many of us. Uh, some of you who are uh, more aged uh, maybe um, struggled through. Well, you think about the inflation in the eighties. Uh, that's I was alive then, uh, and I don't remember uh, inflation for me was like if I needed five bucks for my parents and they couldn't give it to me. Uh, you know, the, they must have been uh, something going on uh, in the world. But uh, back then in the eighties, uh, there was a lot of high interest rates and difficult times. But uh, but even long before that, some have experienced things like the Great Depression, uh, which make what we're going through right now uh, seem like a piece of cake. Uh, but that's not necessarily, I don't want to say that to minimize what we're going through right now, but it's difficult. Uh, and we need to talk with each other. We need to comfort one another. We need to talk. Uh, people, uh, when, you, when you isolate and you don't share uh, those things with other people, uh, it, it uh, can cause a whole lot of uh, different problems. Uh, the Bible says in 1 Peter 4, verse 8 through 10, Above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves. Uh, charity, love, uh, shall cover the multitude of sins. To use hospitality 
uh, one to another uh, without grudging. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So not only are we to just consider and care for, uh, but to be hospitable. Uh, there needs to be in the local church uh, more, uh, more fellowshipping. Uh, there, um, by the way, uh, this, added, or this idea that uh, you know, we love somebody, we, but we don't like them, uh, it, we, we, we use that a lot. Um, there's times where I've even said to people, I love you, but I don't like you right now. All right? Uh, I understand what that means, but when that is happening, uh, something needs to be worked on, fixed. Somebody's pride's offended. Uh, we need to mend those things and have love. Love covers a multitude of sins. It's not talking about cover-ups, uh, but uh, when you love somebody, uh, your endurance uh, of or your long-suffering, I guess would be a better word, towards them uh, is a whole lot, a whole lot easier. Uh, so we don't cover things up, but we love, we understand, we know uh, that we're all sinners saved by grace. Uh, the Bible says in Ephesians 4, uh, verse number 29, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers. Uh, our speech needs to be grace speech. Uh, we should uh, be lifting up. Words, words mean things. Uh, they, they can help and encourage. They can cut uh, and discourage. Uh, people have sharp tongues. Uh, we, we wield uh, things like sarcasm um, and slander and other types of, uh, of uh, verbiage. Uh, I always uh, tell people, um, I, one time I, uh, well, no, I won't, I won't give the illustration. Uh, I'll, uh, I'm just going to move on. Uh, but the Bible says, bury one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Uh, not just knowing them, but burying them. These are all passages that deal with encouraging uh, one another. By the way, I'm going to make a point in a little bit about the importance uh, of public worship, corporate worship, as it, as it relates to um, our private worship. Uh, and I'll make a statement that it might surprise some of you, uh, but I, well, I'll make it right now. I, I think that public worship is just as equally important as our private worship. If in our private worship uh, we aren't, um, we're not spending time with God, uh, it's not right. Our public worship can be hypocritical. Uh, we, can, we can put on a front and, and we can worship God in a corporate way that's not acceptable to Him. So one, uh, our prayer closet will help us, uh, our devotional time important will help us to be a better uh, Christian uh, publicly. Uh, but the Bible has just as much to say about corporate worship or public worship and worship in church as it does about our private um, worship and prayer life. Uh, so it's, it's just as important, but somehow we've, we've made it where it's not. You're like, well, I don't need to go to church. I can worship God uh, in my home or uh, you know, in my tree stand. Uh, people always say, uh, in the woods. And, and you can. You can worship God in all those places. Uh, but uh, here's the deal. If you worship God in private, uh, you're going to have a desire to worship Him in public. Uh, you're going to desire to go to the house of God, uh, which uh, uh, the, the, the Word of God says is uh, the pillar in ground of truth. Uh, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 4, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him. Again, if two lie together, uh, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, 
Two shall understand him, and a threefold cord shall not be broken. Uh, the idea is two is better than one. We see uh, in the New Testament missionary journeys and uh, in those that would go out in and, and Paul and Barnabas, and they'd go out by twos, um, to being together, striving together for the gospel. We exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. That's First Thessalonians chapter number 5. Iron sharpeneth iron. Uh, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. Now the God of all hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost, Romans 15. I mentioned this morning in Colossians chapter number 3, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. When we sing in corporate worship, we are ministering to, uh, to each other. Uh, we are, uh, we're helping, uh, we're encouraging, we're, we're, teaching, we're teaching doctrine uh, in that, uh, and we are in teaching and admonishing each other. Uh, heaviness in the heart of a man maketh the stoop, but a good work word maketh it glad. Proverbs 12, 25, or a merry heart doeth good like medicine. And we can go on and on and on about Bible verses that deal with how you and I are to communicate with each other, how we're to feel about each other in the house of God. Is everybody with me? Say amen. amen. Like I say, um, uh, if I was to take just the idea of considering one another in our text passage, um, and I just preached through the, just the verses that I just referenced, uh, we would be, we'd be at it all year long. Um, so if we can just agree uh, that the Bible uh, at least tells us uh, that we should be thinking about loving and caring for one another, uh, and not just on a very surface level. It's not just, hey, brother, hey, sister, how you doing on a Sunday, uh, Sunday morning? Uh, it is, it's deeper than that. And I, I appreciate uh, people putting uh, these things to practice even today uh, as uh, they were help, or questioning uh, other people about how they're doing spiritually. I think that you should be uh, spiritually responsible uh, for somebody else in your life other than yourself, other than your spouse, your family members, uh, where you are uh, encouraging them, you're praying with them. Uh, you could be, it could be someone you're discipling. Maybe you've led them to the Lord. Uh, or someone in a Sunday school class, or whatever the case may be, uh, but uh, encouraging them uh, that, that God can, uh, God will use that uh, in their life uh, in many ways. So as we make our way through our life personally, we're to consider one another. Uh, thinking about um, our sinful flesh, uh, about how, how frail uh, we are spiritually, how fickle we are uh, in our spirit. Um, every one of us, uh, you know, there was, there was days this last week where I was doing great, days where I wasn't. Uh, and um, it, we, we have to be able to control our spirit. I'm grieved the most uh, in my life when, when I can't, when I feel a certain way and I can't fix it. Where, where uh, you know, I, I have to be able to control my own spirit. So as I, as I mentioned this morning, like, you know, getting all murdery, not having my motorcycle and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and um, uh, there's, there's just days where, where I'm like that. I wake up on the wrong side of the bed, if you will, uh, however you want to look at it. Um, but um, the Bible says that if we can't control our own spirit, uh, paraphrasing, we're like a city with walls broken down. Uh, there's no defense. And I just don't like that feeling. Uh, and, um, and by the way, it's not other people uh, that 
are making you feel that way. It's, that's, it's how you feel. Uh, and you can, you can control that, how you respond to it. When you say, you make me angry, it, that's really not true. That's my response to what, you know, whatever catalyst is there, uh, but that's my response. And God says uh, plenty uh, about uh, responding uh, in, in anger. Uh, so as uh, brothers and sisters in Christ, we're companions of the grace of God. Uh, scriptures teaches we're companions in, in tribulation, the difficulties, uh, the struggles that we go through. Um, we're companions uh, in a dark world that's hostile to God, that's hostile uh, to Christianity and to church. Uh, we're, in, we're in this together. And we need the support uh, of, uh, of each other uh, in order to, uh, to be successful uh, in our Christian walk. We just can't do it by ourselves. Uh, and, uh, and it, you know, there's something to be said about those quiet times alone uh, and where you pray. I like that. I like solitude. Uh, and um, there, there's time this week, um, Friday in particular, I just didn't want to be, I didn't want to be around anybody. Uh, and, uh, and everybody gets that way, but you can't stay that way. You, 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 have, to, you have to get a grip of whatever it is uh, and, uh, and, uh, and then uh, get out there and communicate because we, we, we need that. So we're to draw near to God and uh, we're to hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering uh, and consider one another, uh, but then to not forsake the assembling uh, of ourselves together. So it's just as urgent of a matter as drawing near to God. It's just as much an exhortation for us as Christians as it is to hold fast the profession uh, of, our, of our faith. It's a pressing responsibility. It's a blessed privilege and duty for us as Christians to be able to go to a church house for public worship. Now, um, I know that uh, the Bible teaches us that um, as a church, the church, the church is together when it's assembled. When we assemble together, it's the church. Like during the week, for example, um, uh, this is our church, it's Berean Baptist Church, it's a, it's a building. Uh, but but it, it, it doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily a church when we're not all together. You follow me? Um, it's, it's a building, it's where we, we do a, a lot of different things. And, uh, and I know that uh, you know, maybe some people got upset uh, about us having um, folks here, gypsies or whatever. We've done, uh, we've done a lot of things where we've had people here. Uh, maybe you've been here when we do like the life screening uh, and they come by and uh, set up all over the place. And uh, so there's lots of things that we would do for the community uh, because I think that's something important. We, we've we've got to do that. But when we come together, at our church times, the times that we've set aside for public worship and assemble, um, it's a special thing, according to the Bible. Um, it's, not, it's not really, uh, as, a, as a Christian, it's not something that I, that I put away or, or think of as optional in my life. It just can't be. Um, it's too important to the Lord, and God has stressed it too much uh, in the Bible. Uh, he, uh, God has appointed, uh, he, he created and ordained, appointed the local church. Uh, he approves of the local church. Uh, he's glorified uh, in the local church. He deserves to be worshipped uh, in the local church. Uh, we, as Christians, need to be edified 
uh, at church instructed, refreshed, comforted. Um, sometimes we need convicted when we go to the church house. Uh, and uh, some, people, uh, some people need to be converted uh, to Christ. And uh, I believe that we come and we are equipped to go out uh, and reach people with the gospel. Uh, but uh, as I get into um, some points here in a, in a minute, uh, one of the things that the church does, uh, it's, a, it's a place for, where people go uh, when they have need. They might not know what that need is. But the Holy Spirit uh, in their life and, and through you and I as we invite people to come to church, um, there are people that need to come and, and, and be brought to the knowledge uh, of Christ uh, in an assembly. Um, but uh, first and foremost, uh, as a church, uh, there are things that uh, how we're supposed to function. We'll talk about that uh, in the upcoming uh, Sunday evenings. Uh, there, there are uh, the, the, the churches where God calls uh, people into ministry uh, and where God speaks to our hearts and faith comes by hearing and hearing uh, by the word of God. So the assembly of, of God's people in public worship, the gathering of God's people to hear His Word and to, to seek His face, to, uh, to sing songs of praise uh, to Him, all of that, uh, when we assemble, this is the house of God. Uh, in 1 Timothy in chapter number 3 and verse number 15, the Bible says, But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God and pillar and ground of truth. Um, we are privileged by God to have a local church that, that he says is the pillar and ground of truth in a day and time where truth uh, is hard to come by. Um, you don't know uh, at any given time whether the information uh, you are receiving is accurate. Uh, things are constantly changing. We, we don't need to get into all the examples of that. We know uh, full well what they are. Uh, but uh, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter number 2, and we'll, I'll preach on this soon, uh, in verse number 22, that in whom, speaking of the church, in whom you're also built together for inhabitation of God through the Spirit. Now, I believe that as we, as we pray to God, God hears us. If we're, you know, we're walking with Him and, uh, and uh, there's things that aren't in the way of that. When God speaks to us, He speaks to us through His Word. Uh, the Bible is how God speaks to us. But the Scriptures also teach that it's in the church and in the assembly uh, that it's, we're built together for a habitation of God through the Spirit, uh, where the church, the local church, the pillar and ground of truth, where God works, where God speaks, where God does uh, the, uh, so much of his, uh, his will in our life, it's done through the church, not, any, not every church. Not everything that calls itself a church. Uh, and, and we don't, I, I know people push back at uh, these thoughts and we think, we know everybody, uh, people think everybody's going to the same place, going different ways. And, uh, and I believe that there are, there are saved uh, Catholics and Lutherans and Methodists and Presbyterians uh, uh, all over. Uh, I don't know that there's a lot of saved Mormons or saved Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, because uh, the, who Jesus is is pretty important in the getting saving part. Um, but but I, don't, I think there are going to be a lot of people in heaven that aren't, that aren't Baptist, who aren't uh, independent Baptists, who aren't separatist Baptists. I, I believe that. Uh, but uh, we, uh, we cannot get away from the fact uh, that God has ordained His church, uh, has commissioned His church, has a special job, 
and, and it's a place where we're supposed to go and be involved in. We just can't get away from that from the Bible. If we think that we, if, that we can just go through life without it, uh, we are, we're misinformed. Uh, and so as we consider one another uh, as, as, uh, as just as people, um, as men and women and children, uh, we uh, consider uh, each other's weaknesses. Uh, we, we think about um, um, what people's needs are. We make allowances for them. We try to minister uh, to one another. We're to, we're to serve uh, each other. Uh, all that to be important. As Christians, as believers, um, uh, we are all partakers of the same grace. Uh, we, we are loved with the same love from God. We're interested in the same covenant. We're redeemed by the same blood. Uh, we uh, have the same graces and privileges afforded to us in the Bible as, as believers. We have same and equal right to the throne room of grace. Whether we take uh, that privilege and use it is a whole nother matter. Uh, and uh, we uh, all have the one spirit, the same spirit, uh, same book, the same grace of faith, the same righteousness, the same fountain to wash uh, our, our sins away. We have so much in common. And we're to consider that. Uh, uh, as we are together as church members uh, of the same church, the same body, uh, we're to consider one another in that light, uh, to provoke each other unto love uh, and to good works. Those good works are works of grace and kindness and forgiveness and patience and forbearance and faithfulness. Um, and by the way, good works are never set before us in the New Testament as something that we, uh, we do to gain salvation or to be more righteous uh, in that way, uh, it is, that's self-righteousness, that's, uh, that's work, uh, but it's works that, are, uh, they, that arise from the righteousness that Christ has given us in our life. These works are works of mercy and love and kindness and forbearance and forgiveness. Uh, uh, there's just so much uh, that God says about it. He says, but don't forsake. Um, we are to, as Christians, find great, comfort and pleasure or whatever in, in our daily worship, in our prayer times, in our praise. The uh, uh, Bible says that we're supposed to meditate uh, on God's word, memorize it daily, private, personal uh, devotions uh, should be uh, something that every Christian should have going on in their life. This 90-day Bible reading challenge uh, helps you to facilitate that. Um, if you're not doing the 90-day Bible reading challenge, and by the way, some are doing the 90 and then they're doing other personal devotion stuff and reading in other places, but you should be in your Bible every day, um, probably more than one time a day. Uh, you should pray. You should pray more. You should pray all the time. Pray without ceasing. Uh, and in all of that, uh, is in every, um, you know, Bible says early, do, do I seek thee? Um, if it's morning devotions, if it's, if it's evening devotions, you need to be having them uh, and, uh, and it, it will help you. And blessed uh, is the Christian uh, who has a personal devotional life uh, and uh, a walk uh, with God. However, um, I think that public worship uh, is just as important uh, as our private worship. Um, people who are genuinely concerned uh, for the glory of God uh, and the worship of God uh, will, uh, will um, sometimes place private worship above all things. Uh, but God, uh, I'm convinced uh, that if, uh, if our public worship is true worship, 
it's just as important as private worship. The difficulty is if we're, if we're worshiping God the right way, the way that he wants. As I said, not all worship is acceptable to God. He's laid out a way. Uh, an example, uh, if you turn to Psalm 5 uh, real quick, um, David uh, is, uh, we, we looked at Psalm 84 earlier today, is, uh, you know, he'd rather be in, in a doorkeeper in, uh, in the house of God. Um, he, he longed for um, this, this corporate worship. So the Bible says in verse number 7 in Psalm 5, But as for me, I will come into thy house in the multitude of thy mercy, and in thy fear will I worship toward the holy temple. Um, and he, he gave, David gave the highest possible regard uh, for um, public worship. I don't, he didn't neglect private worship, uh, but he said he'll come into the house in the multitude of mercy. He didn't force other people uh, to worship God. Uh, and, uh, but he says, as for me, uh, I will come into thy house. Uh, when he came into a, a place of worship uh, around uh, the saints of God, uh, he, he, was, he was determined to truly worship God in that way. And when God describes him as a man after his own heart, uh, and he had, a heart, he had a heart for worship, when he was... You think of all the stuff that was going on around him and, and you know, with, with Saul and everybody trying to kill him, uh, and, and what was laid heavy upon his heart was not being able to be um, in the house of God. And, and that should be how we are uh, as well. Uh, so we find uh, examples in the Bible, uh, and, uh, and there are plenty that we'll, we'll talk about. What I want to give you quickly in the last uh, 10, 15 minutes are five reasons uh, why uh, we should not uh, abandon uh, the assembly, why we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. We looked at the top five reasons this morning, you know, kind of connected to uh, meetings and those types of, and I, and I hope that you understand the analogy. I think, I think going to church um, is, uh, is more important than, than those types of activities, but they're, they're related in a lot of ways and for the reasons uh, why it's important. Uh, and, uh, and I think in recent years, uh, uh, people have begun to, uh, to, to abandon church. Um, more and more churches are closing. I don't know what the, the statistic is right now, but I mean, it's a, it's a lot. Every day, uh, there are churches that are closing. Um, we, there was, uh, I can't remember where, uh, which state it was, but there was something like 300 or 600 um, churches in that state without a pastor. Um, we've had church plants here in Washington State for years that, that have been without a pastor. Can't, you can't find people to pastor. Uh, and it's not that God's changed. Uh, in fact, we're in the end times, and so it's more important for us to minister and to be soul winners, etc., but we have less of it. Uh, we, but, um, and, and, and there's a lot of reasons uh, why churches don't have pastors. Some of it's because of pastors, some of it's because of churches. Um, but, it's, but it's a huge problem. Uh, but people, it just didn't start. It just like didn't happen. It, it, it's, a, it's a process. And just as it's a process for a church to close down, um, and you think about, you know, it could be that, you know, people aren't coming uh, or uh, they, well, let's not have a Sunday night. Have a, let's not have a midweek service. Uh, let's, let's pair things back up. We don't need Sunday school. So there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. 
Uh, but, there are, but there are a lot of people that's like, I don't need to go. And what has really pushed that forward has been um, the coronavirus. Because uh, then all of a sudden, everybody's just watching uh, on a screen uh, and, not, and not going to church. Uh, and, uh, and, a, and it seems like absence didn't make the heart grow fonder. Uh, when we get in that place, um, there are a lot of consequences or, that are natural consequences uh, that, that result from our forsaking uh, the assembling uh, of ourselves uh, together. So it's uh, becoming more and more prevalent uh, today. Um, but be assured that God is not done with the local church. Um, you know, he said the gates of hell will not prevail against it, but um, uh, we, we see the devil fighting all the time. He says, uh, he says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ uh, Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Um, I think we should abandon all the um, false religions, the synagogues of Satan, if you will. And not again, not everything that calls itself a church is a church. And when I read a statistic and say uh, this many churches shut down, uh, there was some of them that I'm rejoicing that they did. Uh, and, uh, and I'm not, you know, um, sad that every church closes down, but Bible preaching, gospel preaching churches uh, is, uh, it's a sad thing. Uh, so what are some of the reasons? I think number one, church is important. We shouldn't forsake it. Uh, we shouldn't get out of the, our practice of assembling uh, as, uh, as God has uh, is required of us to do, uh, who has ordained that we do and commanded us to do. Uh, but it's all, it, church is a place where God um, still meets sinners um, in saving mercy. Um, we, I want people to, to be in church because I know uh, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And, and I feel like they've got a greater chance of God working in their heart in a corporate worship service than outside of it. I say, well, why do you say that? Well, many in this room are saved and have been saved for a long time. But outside of worship services, spend very little time in the Bible. And, and that's just, you know, right now, maybe not so, because you're, you know, having to read for an hour uh, or, or longer uh, to, to get uh, 15 chapters in or whatever it ends up being. Um, but you know it's true. You love the Lord, and, and you're an active church member, but outside of the corporate times together, there just isn't a whole lot of time spent um, with the Lord. Not like it should be. I'm not asking for people to volunteer, uh, you know, uh, or whatever. Uh, but again, it's true uh, that God wants us to use personal witnessing, um, going out in the highways and hedges and compelling people to come in to, to use tracks. Uh, by the way, it's T-R-A-C-T-S, tracks. Uh, and, uh, and so um, just one of those things that people always say, tracks, you know, like, you know, moose tracks, ice cream, uh, and, uh, which is good, I recommend it, um, uh, to use uh, books and other things to, to, to get the gospel out to people. Uh, it, it's, that's an important aspect of, of our life. Uh, but um, you ever heard the expression that a church isn't a they say it's a hospital for saint or a hospital for sinners, not a something for saints. I forget the same country club or whatever. Um, there's a there's a side to where in church we assemble 
uh, and we're built up and edified and, and equipped. And, and I think church is, is primarily for church members, all right? Um, and that's something that I think we need to stress more in uh, our movement, if you will. Uh, I think there's an underemphasis of that, and we need to have more of that. Um, but uh, church is still a place where people go and get saved. Uh, and, and, and so it has, to, it has to go on, it has to continue, uh, and uh, sinners um, uh, you know, are in need of mercy. And, and, and by the way, church is where uh, they should go uh, and not just meet a merciful God, but also merciful people. Uh, and, and, and to be kind and, and understanding and, uh, and, and not looking down your nose uh, at people. Um, you know, if it weren't for being saved and having the Holy Spirit of God, every single one of us would be a train wreck. And we're, we're already that way. And, uh, and so don't, you know, um, don't look down your nose at people when they walk into a church. Uh, if they're here, um, you know, uh, God has to be in that. Um, you know, you don't show up at a, an old-fashioned, independent, fundamental Baptist church uh, and uh, uh, just, you know, willy-nilly. Um, you know, you got to, people, when people find us on the internet, they see, you know, it's King James, blah, 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 all these things. Uh, and, uh, and so they know pretty much when they come in uh, uh, what, what's going on. Having said that, um, there are a lot of churches that have all those things uh, on their website or whatever, uh, and they're not that. Or they've, uh, they've uh, become progressive in some ways or whatever. Uh, but um, I'm thankful uh, that there are churches all across the country and the world like this church that people can go to. Um, and uh, Karen had just asked about, like, hey, is there a church in uh, Farmington, New Mexico? Yes, there is. There's, there's a lot, but here's one that's just like ours. Uh, and uh, that she can refer. Uh, if you know somebody that's moving someplace and uh, they're looking for a good church, there, there are a lot of good churches that are just like this, uh, that, that preach the same way, that believe the same thing. Uh, we, don't, we don't corner the market on that. We're not uh, like weird, uh, like we're the only people that believe this way. There are thousands upon thousands of, 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 of godly churches uh, that, that do the exact same thing that we do. Um, and, uh, and that's uh, a wonderful thing. Uh, so we should never forsake the assembling or, uh, of ourselves together uh, because it's a place where uh, people can get saved. It's also a place where our, our church family gathers. Uh, and every true local church uh, is a family uh, of, of believers. It's the, uh, it's a, it, we gather for worship, um, but there's also a fellowship in the gospel. My wife had referenced, uh, well, in fact, we go back to um, like New Year's. We didn't have like a, a New Year's watch night thing or a game night. Uh, and we missed doing that. Uh, and we, we should probably do more of it. Afterglows, has been, they've been called all kinds of things over the, over the years. Uh, but, it's, but it's just a time where, uh, yeah, we come in and we, we have preaching and singing and we do all the things that we do. Uh, but, but there should also be uh, a fellowship. Uh, that's involved with that. We are uh, a family, and family members, they need each other. Uh, family members, uh, they comfort one another. Uh, family, and they do that because they love each other. That's what the Bible says we're supposed to have for each other. I remember years ago, I was preaching, there's some people that were in the back, and, uh, and, I, and I was using this kind of um, uh, illustration about family uh, and, and how a family, uh, they, they stick together. 
Um, you just, you, you, you know, when you, have, when you have problems at home, you just don't, you know, leave and never come back. You work it out because you love each other and your family. And, and I was preaching along that lines, and, and I followed up with somebody who's visiting, and they're like, well, you said that, you know, you know once you're there, uh, you can never get divorced and, uh, and, uh, and never leave and all this kind of, I'm like, I didn't say that. Uh, and I guess you did. And I'm like, well, I'll get the CD, uh, and you can listen to it again, because that's not what I said. Um, but, but there's, you know, people, people don't always got to stay at Berean Baptist Church. Um, but, I, but I think the reasons for leaving should be spiritual reasons uh, or logistical ones. You're moving you know, away or whatever. Obviously, if you're living in Missouri, you can't, uh, you can't come to Berean Baptist Church. Uh, and I would never, ever um, tell somebody, you know what? Don't join a church. Just watch our church on Facebook and keep tithing because it would be a wrong thing for them to do. Um, they need to attach themselves to a local visible church wherever they're living uh, and, uh, and get in there and, and participate and tithe in that local church. Now, if they promise, the faith promise missions, I think they ought to extend that until their commitment is done. Um, but, but I would never encourage anybody to just, you know, to be an online church member. But today, churches are, they're catering services for that. Um, and, and, and calling people, people that have never been to that local church are members of that church. Uh, and uh, it is an absolute, uh, it's crazy town uh, all over the place. We need a church. The, number three, uh, quickly, uh, churches where the Lord meets with his people. Um, God has promised, and we talked about it this morning, Matthew 18, 20, that we're, uh, we're gathered together, two or three in his name, then there will be in the midst of them. Uh, and to gather in a, an assembly, in Christ's name, uh, it honors God, uh, and uh, we worship, and God meets, God meets with us in church. I was thinking about Simeon. Uh, I was the forgotten man of Christmas in the gospel accounts and how um, he, um, was in the, he was in the temple on the Lord's day. Uh, and and he, he, got to, he got to hold Christ. Um, and and there, are, there are things that happen in church as God moves uh, through his spirit in the preaching service that, that you just don't experience. Again, there's a lot of crazy stuff that goes on. We were um, watching videos last night of people running in church. They're running around and uh, chasing each other and running out the buildings. And, uh, and you see some was like a uh, guy goes, jumps right in the baptistry and uh, in his suit and stuff. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't really get into all that. Uh, and, uh, you know, but, you know, you, there's places in the, in the country you go to and uh, it's, uh, it's crazy. Um, but, um, but church is a place where God works. Uh, and, and most of the decisions that you've made in your Christian life, uh, I say most, many of them uh, have been at an altar in a church and so I think that you should be uh, at that altar a whole lot more. Number four, um, uh, the, the church is where God deals with, deals with men, not just uh, meets with his people, but deals with people. Each local congregation of, of, uh, of believers that assemble, a local visible church, 
the Bible says they're the temple of the living God uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter number 3. Um, it's, not the, it's not the building, uh, it's, it's, the, it's the people. Uh, and uh, in all ages, the people of God have been known and identified by their public gatherings for worship. Um, I think you ought to have a big, uh, um, you know, uh, you shouldn't hide what you are uh, in your community, but you need to be <laughs> what you say you are uh, as well. And so um, uh, our public assemblies, um, they bear public united testimony of who we are in Christ. Um, and by the way, when someone comes into an assembly, when a stranger comes into a, an assembly, like uh, we read in the book of Acts, uh, and they talked about tongues and not speaking in unknown tongues because if a stranger's there, uh, and, uh, and so uh, having a stranger in an assembly was unusual. But when one comes in, they ought to see a unified church uh, and one that's in agreement with the Word of God. Um, it's important that we say amen and, uh, and we participate in those things because people go, well, um, they believe what he's saying. Uh, and, and when they've got doubt or they're just, they're looking and, and have no idea what they're looking for, um, it, it's, it's, an, it's a, a function of the local church uh, to, um, uh, to, to help them. So public worship uh, is a way that we identify. Uh, and, uh, and then the last one is that when we neglect, when we forsake the assembling of ourselves, it is the abs- it's the first step to apostasy. Um, seldom do people uh, just turn away from Christ, just turn away from the gospel uh, uh, um, suddenly. It, it doesn't happen that way. It's a, it is a, a gradual thing that takes place. Um, you know, we're just like, ah, you know, Super Bowl Sunday is an easy thing to pick on. Um, you know, it's just God, God knows I love him. And, you know, you know I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss a Sunday night. Just spend time with my family, watch a football game. What's wrong with all that? We can, we can give many reasons, excuses, or whatever about that. Uh, and it's just, you know, if we're standing, tell that story to God. If you just imagine yourself standing in front of God, and God says to not forsake the assembling, um, our church plans and schedules to assemble Sunday nights at 6 p.m. Um, so when we purposefully forsake that and it becomes our manner, um, God has attached judgment to that. Um, and it just so happens that people who are sincerely saved, that doesn't become their manner. Um, they they, they want to be in the house of God. Uh, and um, but it's it's just a it's just a first step. They decide that they're you know well I don't need to go Wednesday nights and uh, we've got you know whatever kids soccer we got there's always stuff going on every night of the week. If you want to stay busy doing something, um, you can find something to do every day. Um, but you have to make God the priority uh, uh, in your life. And um, I personally think like you should take the church calendar uh, and schedule your calendar around it. I don't apologize for that um, because God's placed you in the local church. Um, you, know, you know when uh, Lord's Supper is. Uh, you know when revivals are. Um, you know when all the special things are throughout out the year. And, and, uh, and I think that that should be, you know, um, when, when, you're, when your family goes, hey, what do you got going on uh, in whatever, July? Uh, you say, well, let me look. And my calendar 
and it should it should include your church calendar. Um, and uh, and and we we it just God places a premium on that. And if we presume uh, that we can forsake the assembling of ourselves and and uh, and uh, willfully neglect um, public worship, um, we're mistaken. In fact, uh, the Bible says this. Uh, looking down, look in verse number twenty-nine, and we'll have to wrap it up. The Bible says, "Of how much more?" Well, back up. Verse 27, but a certain fearful looking forward judgment, fire indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Uh, basically, the, uh, the connection or the application is under the law, uh, there, was, there, were, there were no um, accommodations for willful sin. Um, you, you know, if you happen to do this, then there was that. Like you think of, you know, you happen to, you know, you killed somebody in self-defense and so God made cities of refuge, or uh, there was a way that um, when, you, when you did something um, that it could be taken care of, but when you, when you purposefully, dis- God killed people, or he said, you need to kill them, uh, there, when willful sin was judged in the Old Testament, uh, uh, and so he's using that connection, and he says, okay, when uh, he that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses, of how much sore punishment, suppose ye, shall he thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and hath done despite the spirit of his grace. So there's three things that God says right now happen that what we do, it's the message we send when we don't draw near to God and we don't hold fast our profession, we don't consider one another and we forsake the assembly. Uh, we, we, we trodden underfoot the Son of God. Uh, we, we, uh, we count the blood of the covenant. Um, uh, we are in a bad spot. So it's not just we want to send our, the numbers in to sort of the Lord or whatever and say this or we can fill up. The, you know, I love to have a full auditorium, but it's, but it's more than that. Uh, it's deeper than that. It's more important than that. And it's just as important uh, as your private uh, personal walk with the Lord is public worship. Uh, in the assembling of ourselves together. Verse 30, for we know him uh, that hath said, vengeance belongeth unto me, I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. It is a fearful uh, thing to fall into the hands of a living God. All of this in the context uh, that we've been studying. Uh, And um, none of us are an exception to it. When when your manner is, is to set aside the command of God, and willfully forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Uh, it is, it is a, a sin against God, uh, and, uh, and it invites judgment uh, into your life. You're going to lose your salvation? No. Uh, and the Bible says, uh, for a little while, uh, he that shall come will come and will not tarry, uh, and, uh, and warns us, and then goes into the fact that we're to live by faith and gives us examples of that uh, in chapter number 11. So there's all kinds of reasons. Remember, this morning I said if there's only one, God said to do it, we should do it. But there's so many benefits uh, that come uh, together with our assembling. Uh, and, uh, and when you say, you know what, God knows my heart and he knows I love him and I spend time with him. I don't need to come to church uh, and, uh, and, and whatever to prove that to you. Uh, you don't have to prove anything to me. Um, but if you love the Lord, you obey him. 
uh, and uh, and you should want. That's every time it's like, oh, you know, if you find out, um, you know, there was a service and I didn't know. Well, you should have. You look at the calendar. Uh, it's on the calendar. It's in the bulletin. Uh, you know how we announce it. Uh, it's like, oh, I missed it. I mean, it should just break your heart. It's like, oh. Um, but there be there are going to be some Christians today are more disappointed that they forgot to press the record button on their on their TiVo uh, for the Super Bowl uh, than they are for missing. Um, missing church. When I miss church, something good always happens. Um, you know, um, why is that? Don't miss. Uh, and uh, you just don't know. And by the way, and again, uh, it's um, all the analogy about me feeding the flock of God and, uh, and, and the preparations all done. I, when, I'm, when I'm putting messages together, I'm thinking of you, thinking of me, um, and why it's important, and when, and when it's like, you know. And there's a lot of people that aren't here today that were, that were here this morning, okay? Um, I want everybody to keep coming back. I, I'm so glad that you're here. Um, and, and, you, and it could be in part because of the theme uh, and the pressure. It's, it's provoking. I'm provoking you on a love and good works and to not, and to not forsake. Um, there's just a whole lot of, lot of people missing church um, for reasons other than uh, you know, being providentially hindered or sick or whatever. Um, uh, it just, uh, um, I just can't imagine being in that place in my life. Um, and I hope that you can't imagine yourself being there either. But that's the first step uh, to apostasy. It's like, eh, uh, let's, just, let's just stay home. Um, we don't need to go out. Uh, and, uh, and it's not because it's snowing or whatever. It's just, I'm just not going to go. Um, that's not where we want to be. Let's all stand tonight uh, and uh, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed and